You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. You're listening again this week or this moment in time to Sexy Marriage Radio, where once again, uh, we're going where you want to go as members of the SMR Nation, Mm -hmm. because it's fun to think about it. We're coming up on 10 years in a couple of months. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, officially, uh, three years officially with you as the co-host, right? Um, being my wife and all. So I mean, that's because if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, there's a whole iteration of 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, if you will. Um, but all of this, all the way through the thread, has always been um, what's going on in the nation, because they help set the tone, they help ask the questions, they help steer the ship. Right. Where we go, because what we want to try to do is speak to what ails and struggles and befuddles other people in their marriage and in their sex lives. Yeah. What trips you up and what creates conflict? And let's figure out how to let's figure out how to make that better. Because, you know, well, one of the truisms is, is if you're struggling with something, you are not alone Mm-mm. in that struggle. Yeah, there's nothing new <laughs> under the sun here. So let us know what's going on in your world and what we can answer for you. 214-702-9565 is our voicemail line. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is our email inbox. And then there's also the my.smrnation.com where there's conversations and discussions going on based on the show, based on just other things happening. Plus, that's where you find the academy, the mastermind groups, and courses that are coming Mm -hmm. in due time uh, as we begin to head into the last half of 2021. Mm -hmm. So we're so glad that you're here. So babe, before we jump in uh, to the content today with the show, um, I've been honored to be a part of a a new virtual conference that's getting ready to roll out called the Married Sex Conference. Nice, okay. And this is one of those things that I'm going to be one of the speakers along with people like Shanti Fieldman, uh, the Less and Less Parrot, Dr. Julie mm-hmm. Slattery, uh, Ryan and Selena Fed- Frederick, Gary Thomas. I mean, there's there's so many people that they're putting together these little 10 to 30 minute clip video sessions and, and content yeah. that you can uh, sign up and join. And it, it begins October 2nd, but you can sign up today um, because you're not going to want to miss these conversations because you, you can actually watch them at your own leisure to a degree too, right? Because it's not a live thing. Oh. Convenient. And and so this allows you from wherever you are, if you get in there before September first, you can jump on for sixty-nine bucks. And oh gosh, that's a deal. You are getting content from some of the major players, and it's an honor mm-hmm. to be included in this. And so if you want to take advantage of this as a member of the SMR Nation, you're gonna to want to go to smrnation.com forward slash married sex. Put it all together one word. That'll take you straight to the registration page. You can sign up during the early bird. And then it all begins October 2nd, but smrnation.com forward slash married sex to take advantage of this special offer before September 1st. Hope to see you there. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is several of your questions. We've got several we're going to try to get through. We'll see if we can. All right. All right. It's um, not a rapid fire. It's not but a rapid got, fire, okay. but okay. we've got some I think we can be a little more succinct with. All right. 
Uh, and I'm saying that to myself. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. <laughs> Thank you. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Uh, an email that came in from a wife who sees life differently than her husband when it comes to um, medical science, doctors, med- medicine, vaccines, everything. So what do you do when you're in a predicament of, I believe one way and my spouse believes completely different, but yet there's a bigger deal going on too? Right. It usually is the bigger deal. So all that's coming up on today's show. So this is an email from a husband that says, Hello, Dr. and Mrs. Allen. I have a question about how long I last. If I'm receiving oral sex, I can last quite a long time. It feels great, and I love it, but I always feel a little guilty for how long it takes to get done to completion. On the other hand, with penile vaginal sex, a majority of the time it's super quick, even with no stimulation prior to insertion. It's always been important to me that my wife receives equal pleasure, so we keep going until she's finished or I help her finish with manual stimulation. However, I would like to last longer. I don't understand why there's such a difference in how long I last. We have sex of some kind at least once a week. We both want it more, but we have a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old that both refuse to sleep in their own bed. So that creates some issues for sure. Right, sure. Could it be that penal vaginal sex is usually anticipated, thought about, and talked about for at least a couple of days, whereas oral sex is many times a little more spur of the moment? Is there a possibility that I'm receiving mental stimulation that has me ready to go, therefore I finish too fast? Thanks for your show, and on a side note, I think your wife is the best co-host to date, and no offense to others, but I think the show has been the best in this version. Hmm. Well, so this is you. this is an interesting thing that um, is is worth exploring just briefly because every person, whether it's male or female, has different meanings associated with the different aspects and versions of how we actually create and do sexual acts. Yeah, yeah, right. For some, the receiving of pleasure orally or manually is the coup de gras. It's the best thing there is. For some, it's penovaginal. For some, it's novelty or erotic or constantly adding more (laughs) spice or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think he's on to it in the sense that where he's talking about the meanings attached are playing out, right? Because one makes, makes it meaningful and, and is more anticipated and, more intimate, okay. Does more ent- engaging or so something? I'm throwing off a little bit here with you. It, it sounds like you're equating meaning to anticipation, and I think those are two different things. How so? Well, anticipating something, I, I'm just getting excited about it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's more meaningful than the other. Okay. Because the meaning I have. Okay, because those two words have different meanings. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, and I think I'm doing that largely based on he knows the penal vaginal sex is coming because he it's a build up towards it. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Versus, it sounds like the the oral stimulation component might just be the, hey, let me do you or let me do this for you or something. It sounds like that's how it works in their house. Okay. That the oral is more spontaneous. Okay. And maybe they prep or they talk about 
Hey, okay. I'll see you tonight at eight o'clock in the bedroom or whatever. Sure. The so there's there's two things that come to my mind in this, but I'm curious. Do you have anything that jumps out to you? Um, well, I do have one thing that immediately jumps out to me is he wants to last longer during penovaginal. Is she wanting more? Is he wanting to last longer because she's feeling like she's getting shorted? Or is that just his perception? Because he he has a different meaning attached to how long he lasts in penile vaginal. Uh, so therefore, I want to increase that length so that way I feel X. Right, right. Okay. So I'm curious if it's if it's him reading reading some meaning into mm-hmm. this with his wife because okay he t- it takes a while when it's oral and geez her her jaw might be hurting right <laughs> right. right so oh come on baby I'll give you you know I'll give it to you on the other side um but I'm, I'm just curious on right. that one is is it just his perception of what she thinks she wants or needs so like is this a couple problem or just a him problem as far as the dilemma and the dynamic he's trying to That's address. my question. That's, That's fair. question. <laughs> and we don't know that because no, obviously don't. she didn't email in too. Right. But it is worth asking, sir, mm-hmm. if you haven't had this conversation with her, have it. Or ask yourself, what is, what's your goal behind lasting longer? Is she wanting it? Or are you, are you just feeling like you're shortener and she hasn't even right. spoken up to say that she feels like she's being shorted? No, that's, I think that's a great couple conversation to have mm-hmm. and, and some self awareness and confronting to have mm-hmm. of, of what's really the motivation behind this. Because the two things that come to my mind is one for many couples, for many individuals, penal vaginal intercourse, when you're in a face to face position is much more intimate. Therefore it heightens things and can intensify things. Therefore decrease the length of time it takes you to achieve an orgasm. That makes sense. Right? Because you're face-to-face with her mm-hmm. or, you're, or you're viewing her. And there's something about the whole, as it's designed with a penis entering a vagina and it fitting mm-hmm. and it being just kind of a, wow, there's something deeper and profound here mm-hmm. that's going on. That, 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 in, that increases for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The, the experience, the anticipation, just the whole, all of the different endorphin things that can happen Mm -hmm. in our brain and the triggers that can go off that just magnify it all. And so if you do want to last longer, well, then some of the things to do is to try switching up positions with penile vaginal, Mm -hmm. have her be on top, see if it takes any difference, changes things, because that's, that's a different component completely. Rather than you're in control, she's in control Mm -hmm. and see if that does anything. Um, Also, have penile vaginal insertion, but don't move. Don't just thrust. Rest and breathe into it and see what the sensations are for each of you. Yeah, enjoy that moment. And yeah. and kiss and make out still while inserted. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things you can do to kind of play in that area and see what's going on with you. The other thing that comes to my mind is a lot of times when you're talking about being the receiver of oral stimulation, and even manual stimulation. Mm -hmm. Some of us have a real struggle receiving. Sure. And so you get caught into your own head of rather than just enjoying it, now at some point you hit that threshold of like, oh, this is taking too long. I wonder if she's tired. I wonder if he's tired. You know, this happens on both sides. We've had emails over the years of this. Right, right. I don't like how long it takes, and I think my husband has to work too hard, or or my wife has a sore jaw, or whatever, rather than, no, if they're enjoying it, 
how do you just relax and receive? Because human beings have struggle receiving just in general, mm-hmm. right? It's Yeah, in any aspect. It doesn't matter if you're talking sexual or financial or whatever. And if you're listening to this as the SMR Nation member and you're wondering, oh, no, I don't have any trouble receiving things. Like, okay, let me ask you a question then. When someone brings you a gift, do you feel a little bit guilty if it's unwarranted or it's they thank you for something and you're like dismissive of it? Oh, it's no big deal. Happy to do it. Oh, yeah. That's trouble receiving. Or they compliment your outfit. Oh, this old thing. Right. Right. You're, you're constantly yeah. just not allowing the power of what is blessed and given mm-hmm. and just receiving that. That's something I think every one of us as humans struggles with. And so when he's he's on the right path of there's there's an indis- a different anticipation that goes on. So therefore it likely already heightens things before it even gets started. Mm-hmm. So then you're just talking about how do I soothe? How do I engage? How do I connect? Have less attachment to an outcome and see. But then this goes back to what you mentioned, Pam. If she doesn't see it as a problem and this is just something you're interested in, well, then maybe it's not as big a problem. Doesn't mean it's not maybe. worth exploring for him. Not for the two of them combined, but right. for him it is. Right. But so, there is an element of, okay, what's what meaning do I have attached to? Man, how long can I last? Mm-hmm. Versus, look at this. I stick with it with my wife. If I go too fast or faster than I want to, I'm here for her still. Mm-hmm. That's a good lover. Absolutely. So here's an email that says, hey, Dr. Corey, I saw you that you were answering questions on Christians who curse sometimes, and I wanted to see if I could reach out and get direct help from you this, this way, please. We are a younger couple. We've been married a little over a year now, and my husband has only finished like three times and never during sex. He always has to do it himself. He says it's always taken him a long time to ejaculate on his own, but during sex, he can't seem to do it at all. We either get too tired because he lasts so long or he gets some sort of performance anxiety and goes soft. It's starting to really bum us out because we can't. We really want to start a family soon, but that obviously can't happen if we can't figure this out. Any suggestions? So this is dovetails a little bit on what we just answered. With this How is so? this is the meanings attached to things. Okay. Because if he's talking about when he does self-stimulation and it still takes him a long time, I'm curious if that's always been the case. Even in adolescence in the beginning masturbatory experiences mm-hmm. or if it's something that's come along later because a lot of times when adolescents venture into this world, if they have some guilt associated with it, that really does heighten the experience and it magn- manifests itself in either premature or delayed because there's guilt involved. Okay. Right? Because I feel bad about doing this, but it feels so good. And then I get caught up in, I'm not actually just focusing on the sensations Interesting. and the aspects of what's going on in me and the exploration of it. And sadly, this is what happens in couples too, is we don't just focus on what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. There's the whole Masters and Johnson sensate focus, mm-hmm. exercises you can do that are just about getting in touch with your senses of what's happening in, an, in a sexual experience, whether mm-hmm. it's alone or with a partner. And so if he takes too long with penile vaginal intercourse, that typically is because no vagina is as strong as a hand. And so there's some 
reprogramming that needs to be done. Right. Right? Of, right. There's a different feel to a hand and, and self-service than there is a sexual experience where a vi- vagina is involved or someone else is involved. Right. And so a lot of times what I have found is, one, how do you guys face the, the dilemma of, okay, while we all usually have in our mind the way we will procreate is through penile vaginal intercourse only, how do you have the courage to start to examine does it, how important is that versus if we want a family, we'll do what it takes. And we have to like re-examine other ways because you can do in vitro, you can do, um, I just lost the name for it, but it's where it's his, it's not actually done in a test tube, but it's inserted into your vag- vaginal canal. Artificial insemination. Artificially. Because, but it's his. Yeah, but who wants to do that? That's I'm, all very expensive. So I get very where she's coming from. You want to be able to figure it out. No, I, right? but how often do we get so caught up in this is what I'm supposed to do yeah. that now I've just added a whole lot more pressure to an experience that's self-defeating. Right. We went through this in the at the, at the end of having kids mm-hmm. or towards when kids were here. When it came to breastfeeding and nursing, and there was this whole, how much is this, the fight (laughs) over, no, 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 we have to do it this way versus, wait, we have other options that could soften some of the scenarios. Oh, truly, truly. I was kind of a basket case there for a while thinking (laughs) I had to breastfeed. I had to be the provider for my child and nothing was happening. Right. Right. And so it was like the relief that came when, when. It, I realize there are other options. But yes. that comes with re-examining the meanings I've attached to it. Does that mean okay. you're not a good mother no, if you choose right. another way? Right. No. Does that mean we're not good lovers and parents if we have to go other ways? No. Some of the most courageous people I've worked with are the ones that have reached all these different hurdles, and they've had the courage to keep examining, well, what, about, what are our other options? Because what we really want is this goal. Sure. And so sometimes... Just this idea of, okay, wait, we want to start a family. There, that can be a pressure cooker in and of itself for it, some husbands, for some wives. Absolutely it is. Right? Yeah. For, so it's just a re-examining, okay, how do we ease into this without an attachment? Mm-hmm. So when you can have the times where you're having sex, it's not that time of the month to actually try to procreate. Mm-hmm. How do you just explore and enjoy without the goal of ejaculation? If it comes, Fantastic. It's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But re- rewire with the experiences. Uh, Dr. Glover, in the last chapter of his uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy book, actually encourages healthy masturbation for men. Because a lot of us, I'm included in this. My introduction to it was secretive and quick. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, when it actually plays out in sex, it cannot play out well when, it, when you were involved. Mm-hmm. Right. There's right. this element of, okay, so it just becomes, you don't masturbate towards completion, you masturbate towards sensation. Well, that's the interesting part, though, here, because it sounds like this is kind of the opposite. That's secretive and quick. Uh, in this email, he's saying he's it's always taken a long time. Right. Always. Right. And that's where I'm wondering, what else is attached to the experience? Okay. Because something else is probably going on. 
that makes it to where, okay, these are just some scenarios to start to explore. And then email us again, please, because this is a dialogue. This is not a one-time do it, This you're, you're solved. Well, you talk about reprogramming, though, mm-hmm. because if it is one of those scenarios where you know, the hand is stronger than a vagina, right? And you mm-hmm. got to reprogram it. I think you've had episodes in the past discussing that reprogramming. Right. You know, some some resources to look at, some, some well, steps to go through. A lot of it is is just this idea of how do I ex- enter into the arena without an attachment? And I just it focus gotcha. on the sensations. That's the reprogramming. Okay, okay. Um, how do I focus on touch, non non-sexual and sexual touch with my wife, and follow those connections. That's the reprogramming. How do because we can oftentimes I can touch a small of your back when we're just out in public, and that could be the in and of itself, or you or I could both be. Oh man, I hope this, and I've already attached it to something later. Gotcha. That's all wiring. Gotcha. And those are all grooves <laughs> that get in there, and so a lot of times, how do we settle down a little more to realize I could take this where I want to take it, but it's not a preconceived this is where it has to go how much of that do you find feeds off the other spouse right so if you've got in this that scenario, plays a part absolutely right in this scenario um i i'm gonna i'm sorry email or if i'm going way off the deep end in this but i'm hypothetically here because there's probably someone out there similar to this he's reading she wants to have a baby she wants to have a baby she wants to have a baby and if they're both trying to work through this, spend time just figuring out touch, right? Right, and, right. and work through this together. If he continues to have in his head, though, all she wants is a baby, all she wants is a baby, all she wants is a baby, and he's scared to death. Mm-hmm. That plays into it. So this is like... That's the pressure. This isn't just the one person thing we're saying. This is a team effort here. Uh, it's probably going to be both, actually. Okay. This is that idea of most of the time the reprogramming of my sensations can be can start solo, but it does also need to incorporate into the couple because there is this element of there's a distraction, there's an enhancement, there's a connection, there's a whole lot more that's provided with another person. Mm-hmm. And so this is how do you venture into this arena a little more together so you learn what, how do you feed off each other in good ways? How do you feed off each other in bad ways? Yeah. And let us know how it goes. Yep. One more email. We can get this one in. Okay. This is a dating question. Okay. Okay. So this is, I love this because this, we don't usually venture into the dating world That's <laughs> too okay. often. That's good. But I've dated my boyfriend for nine years. He knows the Bible word for word. I've never meet, met anyone who knows the Bible like he does. We attend church weekly. He's secretary at our church. How long should I continue to date him? I mean, if he's a good Christian man, why doesn't he commit? I've tried asking him, but he ignores my questions about recommitment, about regarding commitment. I'm lost. We get along great and very rare that we have a disagreement or an argument. I just don't know how much longer I can date him, and I'm also scared to leave since I've invested so much into our relationship. By the way, he's 52 and I'm 42. We don't have kids, and he has never been married. So, you hung around somebody for a long time. You've talked about, hey, let's make this permanent. And they ignore it. They don't reply. They don't respond. 
That's pretty clear communication. That's pretty clear. Actually. He's 52. He's never been married. And he, he's he got you staying by his side for nine years. He he's, feels like, I've got whatever I need. So he's basically putting the ball in her court to make the call on, I'll stay around and be disregarded for what you want or not. It's time to fish your cat bait, I'm thinking. It's pretty close to it if it's not already there, absolutely. Because this is one of those, and we hear this a lot, I hear this a lot, um, especially now that we're venturing more into Instagram at Sexy Marriage Radio um, on Instagram, there where the crowd is a lot more of the younger or dating right. scene. Yeah. And there's a lot of this, but I've invested so much. Yes, you have. Exactly. I'm not diminishing that at all, but to what end? In another nine years, are you going to say, I've invested 18 years and it still hadn't happened? If you're perfectly happy dating, mm-hmm. then so be it. But it doesn't sound like you are. Right. And it doesn't sound like he's going to commit. He's so 52. He's not going to change. The same way. Well, I'm going to be careful with that. He he could. But he could change. There's not critical mass enough to make him have to examine what, what does he actually risk losing. Good point. If he doesn't. Make yeah, a I shouldn't have said that because no, we've no, seen all kinds of people change. That, well, but. we're some, <laughs> some don't. But, but it's it's the same kind of concept of he's communicating very clearly. If he's dismissing the the argument or the discussion or the topic, and he's not willing to describe it or or engage you with it, he's communicating very clearly. So are you. If you keep bringing it up and don't make any moves according to what it is you want either. Right. And so which one can communicate cleaner is what matters. And this is what brings about a bigger risk. Because one of the things that matters in this whole dilemma and dynamic is you're with somebody that's methodical and alone in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. in his life. That's some of the things that maybe won't change. I can't forecast it completely, but I don't know. Our, our church just recently did a series on marriage, and the, the, the pastor, the senior pastor, quoted his wife that if you go to the store and you pick out red socks, when you get home and you open your drawer, don't be upset if they're not, if they're not blue. Right. You, get, you know what you buy. You buy what you buy. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. We don't change that much. Does this mean if you actually make the call of, look, I want marriage. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be that involved with somebody. Right. You obviously don't. So I'm willing to move on. And he all of a sudden, wait, hold on. And he starts reexamining and he comes around. Does that mean it's going to be awful? No. Who knows? But to get off of this precipice, if you will, one of you's got to make the move, and he's already made his fairly clean. How do you respond to it? Mm-hmm. Ball's in your court for that. So as we've been doing lately, here's the email we're going to base the extended content off of. Okay. And then we'll dive into the extended content. So what advice do you have for couples who have different opinions about medical things, as in vaccines, doctor visits, medicines, etc.? I grew up going to the doctors, taking medicine when needed. My dad always encouraged us to go for checkups and to go if we felt we had a problem. My husband did not. 
He's, his family says doctors are untrustworthy and they avoid medicine and even ibuprofen like the plague, ironically. I know there's no trauma. I know there's trauma there, so I give him grace for that. I've considered getting, getting a COVID vaccine because I'm going to be teaching this semester. And when I brought it up, he got very aggressive and gave me all the reasons why I shouldn't get vaccinated. And he wants me to wait until another vaccine comes out. How can I honor him while also doing what I think is best for me and my health? So we don't normally deal with uh, things that have a real political vent to it, but we will a little bit today because we're going to talk about vaccines. Yeah. Join us in the extended. It's not too often where when we're having a conversation in the extended content, Pam, that um, we get into subject matter that I feel myself heating up because of the tension in it. Okay. And this one was one of those. Tension between... Not between us, just the topic. Because it's there's some of these elements, like when you're talking about stuff that's going on in the world today, especially yeah. in, in regards to the pandemic, Yeah, it's a it's a loaded issue. It is. Pro- there's probably 90% of the people listening are going to have a pretty hard stance on which way they go. Last on week's thing. episode, the extended content, was the same uh-huh. on the idea of consent. Right. And trying to thread a needle that... Oh, it's a loaded issue. It is. Right? And so it's just one of those, like, it's on those episodes, like today, that when we're done with the extended content, I'm like, oh, whew, I can cool off now. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that as, as Sexy Marriage Radio listeners uh, jump in the conversation from this, either at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, my.smrnation.com, or call us 214-702-9565. Give us your thoughts on where do you land? Let's have, an, let's have a discussion mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. because we all are better even when we get pushback. Right. If I can ask myself some pointed questions, we're all better. And so when I'm looking at all the different stuff we cover from every episode that we typically do, tell us what we left out. Mm-hmm. Let us know where it doesn't land. Where did we miss something? We want to know. And we want to say thank you for listening because each and every week, When you show up, you make this thing go. So see you next time.